Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. And of course, uh, the you know when you think about um, Heritage Day, you think about what this day means to us. You think about what's happening today. You think about a lot of the things that make us South African. There's many aspects to being South African. And one of them, the survivors and families of the victims of the 17th June 1992 Bwibadong massacre say they've forgotten, they've been forgotten and neglected. Now, a monument established by the Gauteng Provincial Government in 2014 in memory of those who died in their tragedy is not being maintained. Survivors claim the 2.3 million rand allocated for the upkeep of the monument site by the provincial and national governments has been misused by the Sidibeng District Municipality. Fanuel Schumer has more. It was a massacre that stands the world in the transition period to the country's democracy. 45 people were killed in Wipatong in the Val 31 years ago. The attacks were orchestrated and carried out by IFP supporters who resided at local hostels in conjunction with the apartheid police. They attacked the area in the middle of the night while people slept. Some of the houses still display bullet holes. 55-year-old Zamile Lata, who lost three relatives in the tragedy, says the establishment of the monument did very little to heal the old wounds. The monument is, is not fully functional, it's not working. We are the families there. We are cleaning. They abandoned the monument for six years. They come, they promise us the stop and do. So no one is responsible for the monument or for what is happening there. It is us, the families, who do that there in the monument for volunteer. Even today, every uh, event now, they are coming to the monument of Big Patu because the monument is all right. But the Premier said last time, give us 10 months, the monument will be fully operational. Remember, it was last year around June. Many thought the presence of the monument would create economic opportunities for the unemployed locals and to honor those who perished in the massacre. Molele Kifantisi is a concerned resident. But our location and our history that we have contributed is not recognized. The only recognition that they have left us is the monument that is there for more than 14 years. Nothing has been happening there on the monument to celebrate the fallen heroes of Bipato. Country like to get recognition from the government or even of fellow South Africans to know about the history that we played as Bipato people. The community accused municipal officials and the provincial government of diverting the funds allocated for the project and neglecting the significance of the memorial site. Mudise Molefe has tried all he could to establish the truth. Well, I'm one of the people who I'm a sucker for creating something out of nothing. I can't just fold my arms because there's no money. What does the government say? But there's no money, no stipends. Government only told me that they allocated 2.3 million this year. On June 13th, I received a letter from the office of Minister Kodwa telling me that there is money allocated. That money is not coming for it. The money, I don't think it will come because the municipal manager of CDBN wrote me a letter and he said that money was depleted. It was used for what? For maintenance, I suspect, also. Which he didn't see. I did not see because that monument is a mess and it was a mess. The municipal manager of Sidibeng District Municipality, Mutsumi Martin, 
has refuted the allegations of financial mismanagement. Uh, we have since submitted a plan on what the money should be used for. We have already released uh, a bid requesting suppliers who are going to do the refurbish work. Uh, the plans are done uh, on what needs to happen and what needs to be done on site. That process is it's on as, as I'm responding to you now. And the money is reinvented. It's not used for any other purpose within the municipality. It is a grant that is solely meant to be used for specifics, and that's exactly what the money will be used for. The monument was built by the Houghton government and officially launched by former Premier David Makuram on the 22nd anniversary of the Wipatong massacre in September 2014. But since then, no public event that relates to the Wipatong tragedy has taken place on site due to the ongoing impasse between the community, the municipality and the provincial government. Fanuel Schumer, SABC News, Wipatong in the Val. Now to further explore the state of our heritage sites and national monuments and whether in their current condition they are the best vehicles to express our national heritage, we are joined on the line by Dr. Mabui Gumede, Senior Lecturer and Programme Coordinator in the Cultural Heritage Tourism Programme at UKZN and Dr. Diboni Swani Lukwareni, CEO of the National Heritage Council of South Africa. And this, of course, as we are looking at our heritage, and this is our history, a big part of our history, and whether or not are they lying in ruins, do we care about all of them? How does... um? You know, the conversation begin to happen about how exactly should we start even preserving some of those that we are not looking after. You think, for example, that particular office in the um, Johannesburg CBD, that building that caught fire, a number of people talking about the fact that this should in fact be, um, you know, have been a monument, a heritage site which we should have, um, you know, kept in check. So there's quite a number of them. You listen to that community of Buibadong that is talking about the fact that the monument there is not being maintained, money that is supposed to be set apart for that particular project of maintenance is simply not being used. And I do understand that Dr. Ndiboniswani Lukwareni, CEO of the National Heritage Council of South Africa, as well as, um, <clears throat> in fact, is with us, pardon me, as well as Dr. Mabui Kumete, Senior Lecturer and Program Coordinator in the Cultural Heritage Tourism Program at UKZN, are now both with us. Thank you so much for your time. I'll start with you, Dr. Kumete. We're listening to residents of Buipatong voice their concerns about this monument, um, you know, that Buipatong massacre monument that they're saying is not being well maintained. Is this indicative of the general state of heritage sites and national monuments around the country? Good morning to the listeners at home. Um, about the state of the monuments in the country, most of the heritage sites, um, including the monuments in the country, they are dilapidated. They are in a dilapidated state. And there are various reasons for these monuments and heritage sites to be in this state. One of these is the lack of maintenance and also vandal 
vandalism coming directly from the local people, the local communities. And the reason why the local communities sometimes uh, vandalize these heretic sites, it's because they do not feel like they they have ownership or even responsibility for them. Why? For so many reasons. One of the reasons could be they feel like they do not benefit anything from it. Therefore, these are just in that state. And when they are in that state, they are in no position to attract tourists to come and visit them. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Um, Lukwareni. One would then ask, is the council happy with the state of heritage sites and monuments in South Africa currently? Morning, Gongiwe, and good morning, Dr. Gomed and your listeners. <coughs> no, a lot can still improve, but uh, just to come specifically to the question that you have asked, uh, I think it starts with a general awareness to say that uh, these monuments have got rich and great history behind them, and that it's not really one department's uh, efforts that will be enough to uh, get them uh, functional. But where you find that um, these uh, monuments uh, are preserved, it's where there's a tourist commercial link to them, where you find that uh, the local communities have incorporated these monuments into their tourism guide uh, outlook, and then they can thus benefit from them. Um, and in some cases, you would find that the communities become friends of that museum or friends of that monument, friends of that statue, and they see it to themselves to see that it's maintained. And finally, <clears throat> one of the issues that uh, there isn't really a specific department that would look after these monuments. In some cases, you find that municipalities are the owners of the uh, maintenance of that. In some cases, there's even universities that look after that. In some cases, public works. And then what we are trying to do is to get everybody around the table to say that these monuments have to be preserved and they have to be prioritized. And of course, this then gets into that whole pool of um, the prioritization link, but it's not an item that we would say that our heritage and monuments are where we want them to be. And yeah, and 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 I'm going to say with you then, Dr. Lukarin, is it is it is it an yeah. issue in some of these instances where? Uh, you know, we see them dilapidated or simply not being looked after. One thinks about, for example, that building that caught fire mm. in the Johannesburg CBD. A lot of people saying, no, that's the old Albert's office. It should have been preserved and, and, and stuff like that. Is it a lack of awareness yeah. um, of those who are around, um, you know, when it comes to not knowing the history? Or mm. is it because there's just so much going on that that get lost, gets lost in, 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 in the pool of everything else that needs to be done. Wongiwa, I think it's more the latter. If you look at uh, our efforts of uh, last month, where we identified about 10 sites and uh, we are trying to register them with e-commerce, which is a subsidiary of uh, UNESCO, we then brought everybody and we... Uh, visited these sites, including Oshange, Vaihook, Union Buildings, uh, Constitutional Hill, 10 of them. And then 
we traced the owners of the buildings and then we set out a structure to say that for this to make it to the UNESCO um, uh, heritage uh, recognition, all of us have to do our part. And if I can just lift an area like Clip Town, uh, which is also part of the 10 submissions mm. we did, it was extremely vandalized during that unfortunate uh, moment of the unrest. But we got together with uh, everybody, Johannesburg. And if you look at Clip Town, just for example, it was really made in a model that we like, where it is not just a monument. It includes hotels, it includes commercial spaces, it includes entertainment spaces. And when everything else is working, a facility like that should then be able to sustain itself. But then we were befelled by this uh, monster of the 2021 uh, violence, and it was not spared. Mm. But then again, it comes to also a community that the awareness is not such that people appreciate the historical magnitude of the event that took place there and also the ownership but again then we have this uh, general issue where both ferrous and non-ferrous items are really stolen in a life and death manner if you read the media you'll find people are even being electrocuted cutting some of these live wires mm. just it's in some cases it has almost become way of life but we don't give up that's why if you look at uh, clip town now there's cleanup happening there's new security there all this costs money but through awareness with the owners of the property they have mm. agreed that priority must be heightened yeah so dr kumete what then becomes the heritage that we are passing on to generations to come if we are not able to look after or even be aware of some of the critical historical sites that we have in the country? Uh, sorry. What becomes our heritage is that um, as, as the community, as, as families, we still need to, be, to make sure that what we know as, as, as present generations we make sure that we pass to our future generations, be it through our customs, be it through our language, be it through our religion, uh, traditions, etc. Therefore, uh, we need to make sure that um, our heritage is, is when we, we try to, to be part of national consciousness. Mm. We try to understand the, the, the history our own history, and we try to understand the events that happened in the past yeah. and which have a cultural value. And we also try to acknowledge the challenges of the past uh, and, and, and come together to, to come up with solutions on how we can address them. So with that being said, awareness needs to be created like the doctor has said mm. we need to create awareness around people because uh, these heritage sites are there they are our own heritage they are our own world and through these heritage sites we are definitely going to get uh, perhaps um, money increase our gdp therefore with that being said all that i'm saying is that the heritage 
sites are ours. They are our own heritage. Even our mm-hmm. young children at school, as they grow up, they need to know about these heritage sites and they need to uh, take them as their responsibility. Try to take care of them instead of vandalizing them. And they can only be able to do that if they, these have been introduced to them and they know their value, they know their significance, and even the workers in the heritage sites, um, when they address the patrons, they need to be knowledgeable about the significance of these heritage sites so that um, they ensure that the knowledge that they pass, perhaps to the people, those people who have come, uh, this knowledge brings some memorable experience to these people in order to encourage return visits and also to encourage a positive word of mouth. So I'm going, I'm going to ask that we pause and uh, we check in um, with the market. In fact, uh, take a break and uh, take, in, in fact, after that, take some of what the listeners have to say about our topic this morning. Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. Here is some fun Heritage Day facts. Robin Island has been bankrupt nine times. The island is disrepair and the cadres sunk one of the boats and have helped themselves to all the money. Uh, Winnie Mandela's house in Brunfort, 55 million rand budgeted by Ace and his uh, cronies. They've stolen the money along with Loot Freely House. Zuma's statue in Zerust is rusting away. Lily's Leaf Museum, closed. The Apartheid Museum, closed. Uh, I can only say that the ANC understands looting on, on heritage there, but they certainly don't understand our heritage, Mike Newlands. Heritage is our culture, which needs to be celebrated as long as we are alive, daily in our entire life. I wonder why we only set up a single day out of the 365 days to celebrate such a day. Honestly, we can do better than the current. The Springbok did their best. We shouldn't forget that. Kaiser Chiefs also lost against Mamelodi Sundowns. It's Bramoro in Bluefontein. Good morning, Zamzi. Well, I see the cultural heritage as a bridge between the past and the present life. You know, cultural heritage is a vehicle that can unite us as a different groups in this country. Different cultures assist us to understand each other's way of living. It answers questions that we have, we have about others, uh, the way they're doing things, the way they live, etc., etc. It is important that we embrace each other's culture so that we can give birth to a nation called South Africa, which we've never heard since 1994. We always heard something called Rainbow Nation, which to me was a little bit of a myth. Good morning, Bongiwe. This is Ndogo Zukanyile in Devon. Thank you very much for those voice notes. And it's all part of the conversation that we're having this morning as we're talking about these monuments, some of them lying in ruins, but we're seeing others being well-maintained and we see the tourists, um, you know, tourists flocking in there, the tourism value um, around that. And we're still in conversation with Dr. Mabui Kumet, the Senior Lecturer and Programme Coordinator in the Cultural Heritage Tourism Programme at UKZN and Dr. Ndiboniswani Lukwareni, CEO of the National Heritage Council of South Africa. 
Just before I come back to you, Dr. Lukwaren, I'm going to go to you, Dr. Komede. One of the things that, you know, we, we see is that in some of these places where the monuments are well-maintained and things are working uh, quite well, we see tourists flock in, um, you know, in large numbers. And, and, and one then also, you know, you mentioned something earlier on when you spoke about the, the spin-offs that we could get from this if we were to look after that. And that is really one of the things that we are scoring as own goals, if one can argue, because we're not making sure that we are taking care of this to also drive more tourism and more money for the country. Dr. Komede? Yes, ma'am? Yes, I'm not sure if you heard my question. May, I, may you please repeat your question? Thank I, you. I was saying that we are also scoring our own goal um, to something yes. that you said earlier on. If we are not preserving more sites, because we also don't have more tourists coming into those sites, and that's making sure that there's economic spin-offs for the country. Yes, what I can say is, as, as um, South Africans, we need to make sure that we take good care of our, our, our own heritage sites. We need to make sure that we, 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 we try and teach from our children from a young age about these heritage sites. We create a, awareness around these heritage sites and their significance to the history of South Africa. We introduce our children to even the national symbols, to know these national symbols and to to try and be part of them. Mm. We also encourage the country's citizens to participate in these heritage activities and, and we make sure that the, our communities, our children, they know the country's history, they know the cultures, they know the yeah. traditions. And also, if we can, as a country, try to be uh, open to understanding and respecting and being open also to learning about different cultures other than our own mm-hmm. so that we can be able to celebrate uh, this Heritage Day and um, allow it to provide us the opportunity for all of us as South Africans yeah. to learn about the country's rich diversity. We can also allow us to acknowledge the challenges of the past and we come together and try to come up with solutions and yeah. integrated action on how we can address them. Instead of dwelling upon them, we try and come up with solutions on how we can address them so that we, we, we are happy, we embrace our heritage, we embrace where yeah. we come from, and we are looking forward to like sharing our own heritage perhaps with the tourists so that this can this heritage can help to be an economic spin-off for our country and also for our community. So, thank you. Thank you. Dr. Lukwareni, what are some of our symbols? Because we talk about symbols and some people mm. don't even understand what we mean. Yeah. Thank you very much, <clears throat> Maybe also just before I go to symbols, just to add on what uh, Mike Bramoro and Intokozo have said, um there it's indeed some of the monuments are not in the right space but if you look at a monument like the mandela capture site in Howick, uh, and i visited that six months ago you find this uh, cooperation of both spheres of government at its mm. best i was there and i saw the local mayor mr papas the 
district mayor, and these are from different political parties. But when we had this event, they buried their differences. They came in there. There were buses of school kids. There were buses of international tourists. The museum, it's made in a simplified structure, just uh, corrugated iron, but well kept, and it was really uh, bringing back revenue. Just to pick up only one point because of uh, time on uh, what uh, Mike uh, from Newlands raised. The lilies leaf is closed, but it's undergoing major renovation. On the 28th, I invite you, Mike, um, to come to lilies leaf because we are having an awareness program of Which the 60th 28th? anniversary, 28th of this month, okay. yeah, of this week, okay. yeah, uh, of the 60th anniversary of the Rivonia trial. So the richness of that museum cannot be hidden away. Areas like uh, apartheid museum, you cannot hide them away. Now coming to Bramoro, yes, this is a daily event and our aim is to say we stimulate this, but it is not in many countries where the president has declared heritage as a holiday. Yeah. So that is a big, big political step. And then now we must all join in and do our part. And then on Tokozo's issue, I agree. I think he was bringing the issues of awareness. Now back to your um, we have question on seconds. symbols. The issue of symbols start with the flag, you know, the anthem, the coat of arms, uh, what we stand for, our national um, animals, birds, all those, our coins. So the understanding of that which define us and differentiate us from others, it's very key because when you see a flag as it is, it has got meanings for every color and how they are arranged. Uh, and you need to understand that. You also have to understand the national anthem in all its uh, uh, complete uh, verses and why it's put like that. So those are part of the symbols that become yeah. key in school education. Let me thank you both for your time. It's been an important discussion that we've just had and certainly one um, that one can argue that we must have as often as we can. That was Dr. Mabui Kumet, a senior lecturer and program coordinator in the Cultural Heritage Tourism Program at UKZN, and Dr. Niboniswani Lukwarene, CEO of the National Heritage Council of South Africa. And with us, of course, we still had Mpo, um, you know, Chef Mpo, who was joining us Scop Sundays, 9 o'clock, right? Yes, ma'am. In, in Alex. In, in Weinberg. Okay, Weinberg. So definitely, um, Scop Sundays, we're now going to feast and enjoy some heritage food. So, Angazi, Luanda, if there'll be anything left for you while you read the news, you know, we're going to eat. But thank you so much for keeping us company. Have a blessed Heritage Day. God bless.